Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hello and welcome to Homework. This is Antonio Lucio and this is our first recording of the year. I am very happy today because I have my very good friend, Kate Rao, and her husband, Brian. Kate is currently the CMO of Coinbase, and Kate and I work together at Facebook, now called Meta, where I learned a lot from her. We also have her husband, Brian, who owns and manages a craft beef ranch called Bo's Ranch. I, I, I had to actually learn a bit of the process involved with that, which basically combines the best of technology with the best that the best of sustainable products to, to actually do a, a, amazing beef. So welcome, welcome to both. I, I hope I, I hope I, I said it all, all right, Brian. It was it was perfect, actually, be, better than I've ever said it. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm stealing that. <laughs> Excellent. So let's start as as we normally do. Kate and Brian, how did you guys meet? So Brian and I have had super different upbringings and really never would have crossed paths except for our shared love and passion for horseback riding. So we met through the equestrian community in the Bay Area there are not that many men in the community, as you may imagine. So I was lucky to snag the most eligible of the bunch. <laughs> yeah, because Brian, I understand that you went to school in Canada and then your your master's actually in American government was at, at Boston College, which which would have been the place to actually meet Kate as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so Kate and I were probably on the red line at the you know c- concurrently, but we. We, we never met each other. And in fact, I took multiple classes at the Institute of Politics at Harvard. But yeah, yeah. So we were there during the same years. Yeah. That's amazing. But that, never that... cross paths. <laughs> so, so Kate, what, what attracted you, Brian? You know, so much. But I think for me, Brian is someone who is so clear and self-directed. He's so clear about what he's passionate about. And 
pursues those passions with such a singular and self-directed focus. So I'll give you an example, which is like Brian as a kid was a like sponsored skier, right? So he's like a, was like a professional skier as a kid. And, you know, so many of the young men that I grew up around, it would be so not fun to ski with them if they were great skiers, because they just wanted to show off and show you how good they were and everything like that. And, you know, when I first went skiing with Brian, it, it was just so the exact opposite. He loves what he does so much. And it's all about the pure pleasure and joy of the experience. So it was never about showing off or doing it for anything but like the pure joy. And I think that is fundamentally the thing that really attracted me to Brian and also just like his sense of adventure and frankly ability to expand my horizons with the, you know, many things, including the outdoor world. That's excellent. And Brian, what, what about, what about what attracted you from Kate? So Kate is the first and to this day only person I've ever met where when I spend extended durations of time with her, she is not annoying. And I, I love my family and my parents, but she is singular in, in that regard. And that that shocked me. That that to this day it shocks me. But Kate, Kate the, the more time you spend with Kate, the more interesting she becomes. And and I, I have never, ever found anybody else like that. I think that's pretty extraordinary. And I think it also just says a lot about there's a reason why she becomes more interesting as you spend more time with her. And, and so, you know, Kate is a very challenging intellect to be around. You, you can't be sloppy in your thinking. She requires a lot of precision and, and, and she just keeps you on your toes. And that's fun. It's 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 just a, a, a lot of fun. She kind of has always reminded me of Leland Stanford. There's a great book called Nothing Like It in the World about the construction of the Transcontinental Railroad. And obviously Leland Stanford played a big role in that. And a lot of his qualities that were so instrumental in, in, in the Western portion of that railroad that are focused on in that book, Kate, Kate possesses those. So right I... Oh, like a to like a toast at my bachelorette party, a little video where he compared me to Leland Stanford. And that was before I'd really had any measure of professional success. And I think my friends were all like, huh. <laughs> 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 But anyway, I thought. I, 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 it, Brian, I, I would have to say that I have experience spending lots of hours with Kate and she does get more interesting as it goes through. And also you have to be in your toes because she is really, really smart. And she actually makes connections that few people actually make. So I, I totally agree and understand how, how you feel about Kate. She's an, an extraordinary leader and a, and, a, and, a, and a great and a great human being. So you guys have very big jobs, both of you. I mean, Brian, you're running, you're running a cattle ranch and all the responsibilities that that entails when, when, when you're working with, with land, there are a lot of things that you control and things that you don't control. So you have to be totally in your toes. And Kate, you've worked, I mean, your first job was Facebook when Facebook was rather small and, and now you're the CMO of, of Coinbase in a, In, a, in, 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 in the cryptocurrency world with, with all sorts of challenges 
on on its own and 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 both and, and you guys have two beautiful beautiful kids how do you make it work at home that's a big question antonio day by day is the i think the thing we'd say there i mean you know one one thing i think that we realized having our second child we our little guy luke is turning two at the end of april so when we had him that was right around the time where i was contemplating leaving Facebook. It was Facebook at the time. So I think I can still call it that. And we actually realized that both of us charging as hard as we were, wasn't going to work if I was actually going to step up and do, do this job at Coinbase. Brian had actually been commuting to his ranch, which was actually hours away via, he's a pilot and he would fly there every day. And anyway, it was just a very logistically complex lifestyle. And Brian actually decided to take a step back from the ranch. And we have a deal basically for like the next three to five years while the kids are really small that he would maintain. And he still has the business, but he's, we've proactively like reduced, reduced the size and the complexity of what we're doing so that he can help with the inevitable stuff that comes up with the kids and really be the primary parent when things happen like last week our nanny unexpectedly quit and you know i'm just not in a situation where i can be the primary caregiver and we need that right now so that i think is like the key to making it work frankly right now how do you come to that decision i guess you, because you, you two careers how do you guys make the decision that it, it's it's going to be Brian the ones the one that's going to require significantly more flexibility at this point, Brian? So I mean, all this stuff is a, is a is a team sport, and there's no way that that somebody like Kate with a job like Kate's can do that with if it's not a team sport and her partner's not not along with it, you know supporting the journey. And so, so that, that's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, Kate, this is my opinion, I guess I'm probably biased, is a very special person who also has some really special and unique opportunities. And, you know, I, I also think she, she's in a position where she's ostensibly really doing something additive for the world. I mean, you know, Facebook, I, I really believe Facebook made the world better and continues to do that. I think cryptocurrency and Coinbase could play a similar role in the, in the financial space. And so when you have somebody with Kate's capability and you have somebody with Kate's opportunity, it would be crazy not to just do everything you can to realize all of that, right? And, and so that, yeah, it's a team sport and you, you, want, you, you want it to go as good as it can. So that, that that that's where the three to five year agreement came in that I would step back a bit, and my job is to support Kate as much as I can for the next three to five years. So that's you see why uh, I married him, Antonio. <laughs> absolutely. But by the way, is um, a very interesting conversation that many couples are 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 having. I had uh, Caroline Everson and her husband as well, and. They came came up with the same the, the same conclusion for the for the same sort of reason. What I, I, I what, what I love is that 
the concept of family and couples and all that is 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 very dynamic and what what works works and 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 it should be pursued and and it it, it it's super great that you guys are are doing it the way that are doing it so within within that construct you also made a decision to move from the bay area which was kind of the the center the center of operation why did you guys why did you guys move and and what was the process that you follow in in order to do that to improve the life of of the family so brian and i both came to the bay area really in tech jobs so brian was in a tech startup that was funded by a, a big vc in the valley and that's why he came to the bay area in his 20s and similarly you know i moved to silicon valley for my job at Meta and I really think for us the pandemic was was the catalyst of our decision to move. What we found ourselves really looking at was one, we no longer needed to be in the Bay Area for our jobs in the same way. I think we both found, certainly I found that having the flexibility to work more from home was really welcome with having such young children and just giving me a little bit more flexibility, not commuting. And I think raised some questions for me about lifestyle. And when I was in the grind of going, you know, commuting to Facebook every day, working those hours um, and in that Valley lifestyle, it didn't even occur to me that something else was really possible, frankly. But I think the pandemic was just such a big break for everyone and reevaluation of what's important, what matters to you, what's possible. And for us, we really wanted our children, one, I think, frankly, to be in a bit more of a, a grounded community with some diversity in terms of what jobs people have, et cetera. We really care about, frankly, like having a little bit more of a active and fun lifestyle and we love to ski we love the mountains and for us the bay area really didn't offer those opportunities it, it is so amazing for so many things but for what specifically we're into we found ourselves driving you know six hours to the sierra and with young children that's really not you know we were skiing like maybe once a winter or whatever so we just pulled up and thought you know what for a host of reasons frankly, including financial reasons, we can kind of have a better lifestyle somewhere else. And it's worth trying. We didn't know if it would work, but those are some of the things. We also don't have family nearby in the Bay Area. A lot of our friends had moved in the pandemic. So there wasn't that much keeping us there, frankly. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Brian, how you said that you guys followed a very systematic approach to the to the to the move. It would be great if you could share that with us. Well, yeah, and and, and Kate touched on a lot of it, but we were balancing, you know, a, a lot of things and, and we were sort of in the nexus of that, I think, in our decision to come to Reno. But we were looking in, in other parts of the country and we ended up choosing Reno. It's it's actually by by an airplane. It's very close to the Bay Area. So that's it's it's actually like an hour, hour and a half away. It's super convenient. You know, we're we're right in Tahoe in the Sierras and which is a really fantastic place to to live and hang out. And you know, Reno absolutely the more we got to know the town, the more it shocked us. And there, it's it's a super beautiful city. You know, we we are in a great, great neighborhood, great neighbors. We just the the the, the deeper we got into the process, the more we liked it. And I mean, frankly, there's no income taxes, no capital gains taxes. It's, it's kind of handy as well, right? So there there were just so many upsides. And we 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 built a spreadsheet and we put pros and cons for various areas on the spreadsheet, and. You know that this area just had a whole lot more pros than any other place, and, and a whole lot fewer cons. And so that, that that was our way of getting here. And I I don't think either of us have any regret whatsoever. It's just been amazing. Yeah, it's That's, really worked out. And you know, I think some of those pros are driving distance from grandma, so you know Brian's mom can still drive to us. And you know, we thought about places like Texas, for example, where that wouldn't be the case. And, you know, it's also, we decided very consciously to move to Reno, which is a city which has an airport. So I can take a direct flight to New York City if I need to, or a variety of other places around the country. We live 10 minutes from the airport. It doesn't really snow here, even though you can go into the mountains in 20 minutes and get to snow. So just some things that we had learned living actually in a more isolated place in the Bay Area about the kind of convenience and things that would work for us with young children. Like we can get Instacart, you know, in a pinch or whatever. We're actually in our former house in the Bay Area. We couldn't because we lived in the Santa Cruz mountains. So we also knew we wanted kind of a, to be accessible to the outdoors, but also to live with the conveniences of a city. I would imagine first I, I was smiling when, when the spreadsheet 
came out because that's vintage at least that's the vintage cape that i i remember from from Nena. maybe you share that uh, as well uh brian uh so i i, I can t i can totally see it kate you you worked at like i did at facebook or or meta at a time where it was a very 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 strong office culture i remember even feeling guilty with when when i was not in the palo alto building but rather in the san francisco building it was a very You got to be in the room where thing happens, as the Hamilton musical musical said. And now you work in a in a company which which is you know completely flexible. Actually, you, I think you guys are remote first. If I if I remember uh, if, if I remember correctly, T take me through the 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 pros and the, and the cons and the good and and the bad as it pertains to family life. So, you know, I think the pandemic opened up the possibility for people of what it would be to work remotely because so many of us did that for the two years, you know, two plus years of, of, of the quarantine. So uh, I think I would maybe feel a little differently if I hadn't previously had that experience. On the pro side for me, just even getting a couple hours back in my day from commuting time makes a world of difference with how busy and packed our you know lives are it means that instead of getting home at the minute that dinner you know it's dinner time and the kids are cranky i get half an hour with them while they're in a good mood to play etc so from you know the perspective of a mom of young children i i think it has tremendous upsides actually in frankly in just the flexibility of your day and ability to make things work a little bit more just have a little more give in your schedule you know i think it has its challenges for sure especially being in a new company where you don't have the benefit of years of in-person trust building and relationship building with your peers. So what I've found is that frequent trips to the Bay Area or LA, where the majority of the Coinbase leadership team is, have really been essential for my success and feeling of connectedness to the company, frankly. And it's another reason I'm frankly very glad we ended up somewhere so close to California because it's really easy for me to do that. I can go to LA for the day and meet with the CEO of Coinbase and come back and have dinner with my family, right? Whereas if we'd live somewhere further afield, that wouldn't be the case. And I frankly think it would make working remotely much more challenging. The companies that I'm working with and the conversations that 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 I'm having with, with couples like like yourselves, it, 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 it seems like everyone is trying something new. Everyone's struggling quite a bit to figure out what the right, what the right balance is. There's also an inherent fear that as the economy gets significantly challenged, cha more challenging that we, we go, we, we turn black back the clock. And normally what that means is that families with young kids like yourselves will be the ones more 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 affected what what are your thoughts on it kate and brian about it what are the things that we should be careful of so that we don't throw the the the, the baby with the bathwater, if you will you know i think that the rigidity of 
previous expectations just shouldn't be returned to. People have had really big shifts in their perspective. And I do think, of course, the economy will change the contract and make, you know, make employers more powerful in terms of their ability to mandate that workers come. But for the very best talent and, you know, diversity of talent, et cetera, I really think that employers would be very wise to be open and flexible, frankly. So I think to set kind of guidelines and policies, but always be open for conversations with employees so they don't so they don't lose out on really great talent. Because I can tell you, for example, for me, like if an employer mandated that I was in the Bay Area five days a week, all day, that would be an employer that I wouldn't work for. I love where I live. And certainly I think there's always give and take and flexibility. And I would be totally open to being there on a certain time frame, schedule, whatever. But if there was no give and take from the employer side, I can definitely say that that would be an employer that I personally wouldn't work for. And I think that's really true for the next generation of talent. I, I just, I do think something fundamental has changed about the model, even as we're seeing the big employers look to return to much more in-person work. I don't know, Brian, if that resonates with you, but. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I work in an industry where you can't feed your cows remotely or repair fences remotely. And and so it, it seems to me that there are jobs that can be done remotely, probably be done better remotely. And then there's jobs that simply can't be performed remotely. And so I think a case-by-case case approach probably makes a lot of sense. And, you know, the, the, the marketplace of ideas and talent and acquiring the best folks or some balance is going to going to settle in here, but I have a feeling a lot more people will be going back to the office. And I think a lot of companies are going to find that to get the best talent, they're going to have to be a little bit flexible about what that looks like and, and the details. I whole, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree. I, and I do also agree with you, Brian, that there are industries where you can't afford that. I, I, we, we had the conversation, for example, with, with Tarek Hassan from McDonald's. He said, it, 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 quick service restaurants, you have to be there. You are providing indeed a service. And, and, and for, them to, for, for them to figure out, you're going to give the flexibility just to the office, office folks versus the ones that are actually serving the customers becomes a rather interesting challenge. What, what I'm optimistic about is that there are so many models going on at the same time all around the world that three, five years from now, we're all going to be, if, if we're disciplined enough, if, you, if, if we have a spreadsheet mindset, if you will, that to, to be able to say this works for that, this doesn't work for that, and, 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 and what should be the model for each and of the individual of the individual companies. I, I, I want to end up with, with a question related to child care. In, in, in what way should companies be more helpful slash proactive in assessing the, 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 the generation of young families like yourself that are 
that that are that, that are raising the kids. I, I would like to imagine that we've learned a lot more than when I was growing up and my mom stayed and took care of of of, of us five and, and nothing else. What what should what should companies be thinking about? You know, one thing that I wish someone had told me earlier in my journey is something that actually a former manager of mine told me when I was thinking about whether or not I would take the job at Coinbase. And as a bit of context, I started interviewing at Coinbase when I was nine months pregnant and ended up starting the job when I I had a three-month-old as a first-time CMO. And what this person told me was every time I had a raise along my career trajectory, I invested half of that raise back in my house and making my household work more effectively, whether that was someone to help with grocery shopping or cleaning or whatever. And sometimes this person told me that they did that even in advance of it feeling financially comfortable. And that message of really paying for help and not trying to do all of those household tasks yourself as your career gets busier and your responsibilities as a parent increase, I think is just a message that really can't be said often enough, frankly. I think to any primary you know, caregiver, whether it's a woman or a man at, at these companies and trying to do these jobs, because if you suffer under the assumption that you know, these successful executives are doing everything themselves, that's not true. And I just don't know that people know that, frankly. I, I agree. Some, some additional thoughts, Brian? Yeah, I mean, this has been a journey for me. I, I come from one of the poorest counties in, in the United States, and there is no such thing as nannies and housekeepers and household staff. And it's a culture where folks pull themselves up by their bootstraps and do everything on their own. And so, and, and it's, a, it's a real investment to have help in, in the home. And so I, I do think, you know, it goes back to the, that idea that it's a team sport to, to find all these, to find this balance. And I think that having help in the house is, is just absolutely critical at this point. And you, you, you frame the question, how should companies be thinking about this? And I, I'm not exactly sure how to answer your question directly, except to whatever extent that I think people can have flexible minds and f- flexibility to to bring resources into a home to help make it work is critically important. And it makes it easier to be successful at the end of the day because you just have more bandwidth. I totally agree. Well, thank you guys for spending time with us. Thank you for sharing a, a, a part of your life with us. And I, I look forward to that next time we meet in, in person. I know Kate well. I would love to get to know you better, Brian. Thank you very much for participating with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Homework, part of the AdMeet Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Monica Bernal, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGibney at Batwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. 
And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.